welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing his nearness as we prepare our heart mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day let our lives be filled with the truth of god's word and may the lord bless you to live your life in its fullness there's something that god had put in my heart and i believe uh, you know all of us would be receptive because we're going to journey together yeah so let's go to genesis chapter 16 and we're going to basically talk about sarah all the women in the church come on i'm not just being you know partial i'm just you know trying to build the momentum but yeah so let's let's see uh, you know something deep into what happened with sarah this morning yeah can we read it together church yes yeah so now sarai abraham's wife had not been able to bear children for him but she had an egyptian servant named hagar was too so sarai said to abraham the lord has prevented me from having children go and sleep with my servant perhaps i can have children through her and abram agreed with sarah's proposal was 3 so sarai abram's wife took hagar and egyptian servant the egyptian servant and gave her to abram as a wife this happened 10 years after abram had settled in the land of canaan so what happens over here if you read the previous chapter that is genesis 15 you will see how god will speak to abram through a vision you know he basically god basically you know tells him gives a covenant hey you will have a child don't be disappointed don't be discouraged yeah this is something that abram sees in his vision yeah and now when chapter 16 you see sarah has done something when she has used this strong word if you see verse 2 the lord has prevented me from having children did god say this to sarah when you know, god was just teaching me this that you know any time there is a word that is coming to you from the lord the enemy immediately shows up you know by this time actually sarah was 70 yeah 75 65 years old and abram was 75 years old yeah for almost 65 to 75 years these guys didn't have a children maybe sarah was disappointed 
you know about she not having a child and all of that but she never had this thought of you know bringing a replacing a servant in the place of you know a wife and and when does this happen right after god you know revealing what's going to come and so was three so sarah abram's wife took hagar the egyptian servant and gave her and gave her to abram as a wife now she has done something that was not the will of god let's read it further so abram had sexual relations with hagar and she became pregnant but when hagar knew she was pregnant she began to treat her mistress sarai with contempt now you know sometimes we degrade ourselves what sarah has done here is she has degraded herself by doing an act that was not god's plan while i was you know reading this chapter god took me back to genesis chapter 3 where it talks about adam and eve can we go to genesis chapter 3 all right can we read it together church i feel like you all are quiet do you know the rule of the church let me remind you can we read it together yes okay the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the lord god had made One day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden you know the story right all of us know the story verse 2 of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden the woman replied verse 3 it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat God said you must not eat it or even touch it if you do you will die you know the story so adam and eve are put in the garden called eden and now they are instructed they are warned by the lord you know you can have fruits from every tree in this garden but except this one tree yeah so he is given a warning and god if you if you read genesis 2 uh, you know you will you will see what god tells adam you know god says you are not allowed to eat this fruit and if you eat you will die as soon as the instruction has come the serpent shows up you know all this while he was okay God was God was just putting this in my heart like the moment you receive instruction in your life from a leader from your spiritual parents the enemy will show up it's not a surprise you need to be you know even more watchful and ready for it and so the serpent 
he asks a question to Eve while she's alone. Yeah? You, you guys know it better. Yeah? So he's like, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Can you see the way he's twisting the question? The, the God's instruction was very cut and clear. God said you're not supposed to eat the fruit from one tree. And I'm sure the serpent is aware of it. So now he comes and twists the question. Just manipulates it. Do you know where the manipulation comes from? Where has it started from? From the Eden of Garden. And through the Satan. Now he asks, did you really, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? And you know why he manipulated and twisted the question? I was just imagining this. If he comes and you know, tells Eve, hey Eve, did God ask you to eat this fruit or no? It was just a yes or no answer. Now, just to build the conversation, to make her talk, to make her add words, he twists, he manipulates. And now she gets into the conversation because now she has to explain. Now she explains, of course we can eat all the fruit in the garden, but except this one, because God told if you eat it or even if you touch it. But I was just researching on this, God has never told if you touch the fruit, you will die. You know, for me, I felt like it's very easy for us to catch the manipulation. When you converse with a, with a person who is manipulative, I believe you catch that. This is my personal revelation, okay? And so it goes on. Verse 4, you won't die. This is serpent's reply, okay? You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. What's exciting for me in this verse? The, 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 the Satan is so powerless, you know? He cannot come and say things directly. Even for him to convey something, he needs to take the name of God. He could have just come and told, you can eat it, you won't die, things will be open. You know what he does? He's so powerless, church. Trust me. And this is how he plays with our mind. So he comes and he says, God knows that your eyes will be opened. If God knew that their eyes will be opened, God would have instructed them right then and there, right? And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the moment the serpent takes the name of God and you know, tells that you will probably not die, this is what will happen. And God knows it. Immediately Eve is convinced. She's convinced. 
See, God had created everything, right? Church, are you with me? Yeah. So he created this tree of knowledge. Did he? He created it. So he was just teaching me this way now. I'll take an example of my son Moses. Yeah. Moses is now seven months old. So we have slowly started with semi-solids for him. Now say I just prepare like 10 dishes for him. Out of 10, nine are liquid. One is solid. I have made this for him. Yeah, it was for him to enjoy the food. But the thing is, he can have the nine liquid food quickly because he's used to it. But to have the solid food, he's not developed teeth. Yeah? So it takes time. There is a season for him to develop that ability and to have the solid food. So I believe God had put this tree in the garden, not for that season. There was a season that was coming for Adam and Eve to taste it. And you know, so many times we fall for the deception by the enemy to do things ahead of time before God's season. It was for them. It was for Adam and Eve, but not for that season because they were just fresh, brand new creation. Can you just look to your neighbor and say, we will not be deceived. Come on, you can say that. We will not be deceived by the, by the enemy anymore. And so Eve is convinced. Now what happens is, she saw that the tree was beautiful. This was six, okay? She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Now just see how the warning has become a compliment. Conversations sometimes with people. You need to be very careful as to what you're conversing. Is it going to complement the instruction that God has given you? Or is it going to build fear of the Lord when you converse with someone? So I was just trying to analyze Eve's, you know, life and Sarah's life. You know, in a way, Sarah was also deceived. You know, because she, she has decided that God has prevented her from bearing a child. And so she takes a servant girl and she gives her to her husband. And they have a child. Yeah? In the later part, you will see they have a child called Ishmael. 
coming back to the garden of eden okay let me finish this and take you there so if you see verse 12 so so you know you know the the story god walks in and he searches for adam and eve but they are hiding they are afraid they are afraid and so god asks what happened to you guys have you eaten the fruit that i've not asked you to eat and so the man replied it was the woman who gave me who gave me the fruit and i ate it and so the lord asks the woman what have you done so she says the serpent deceived me and that's why i ate do you see the blame game let's go to genesis 16 and now read sarah's life verse 4 verse verse 5 so verse 4 what happens is now sarah is mistreated by the servant yeah was fine then sarah said to abram this is all your fault i put my servant into your arms but now that she's pregnant she treats me with contempt the lord will show who's wrong you or me yeah i want you to imagine this okay sarah is definitely blaming yeah now she is the one who did everything right it was not abraham's request it was sarah who initiated it and now now she says no no it was you it was your fault and that is why she is mistreating me how in the world you know sometimes for our problems and our issues that we get into we are the whole you know owners but we try to just turn it to god and say god did it God made this happen. So over here just like how Eve was convinced by the serpent Sarah is also convinced that she will have a child through a servant. She was deceived just the way Eve was deceived. and you see if you, if you see the further uh, verse so abraham replied when she complains abraham replied look she is your servant so deal with her as you see fit then sarah treated hagar so harshly that she finally ran away now you know what happens in the journey of sarah is that the moment she fell she lost her identity now she's become a complainer see who has the access to abraham is it hagar or sarah and who is who is who's the servant who's hagar she's just a servant so who's the owners here abraham and sarah so who was supposed to rule the servant and you see what is happening this is switch 
because sarah is degraded by her act and you know she has she has forgotten about the identity that she has and there was abraham who had to who had to remind her hey you are she's a servant so you rule her you better you know tell her what she has to do turn to your neighbors and say that i won't be convinced by anything that the enemy tells don't be convinced if you hear from you know anybody and everybody you be convinced if god talks to you because these ladies were convinced with their assumptions with their thought they had lost their i won't say they lost the identity they had misunderstood their identities so you see what happened to adam and eve they had to now leave the garden and do their life yeah they had also degraded from their life we are not a church that will be degraded we will only upgrade and so later what happens is because sarah is so harsh with hagar hagar runs away and then the angel of the lord comes talks to hagar and brings her back asks hagar to submit under sarah and when abraham is 86 years old they have a son and his name is ishmael okay let's go to the next chapter genesis 17 and let's let's see what happens here can we read it together church are you with me When Abram was 99 years old the Lord appeared to him and said I am El Shaddai God almighty serve me faithfully and live a blameless life I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants At this Abram fell face down on the ground then God said to him This is my covenant with you I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abraham. Instead, you will be called Abraham. For you will be the father of many nations. And what's happening here is there is an edification that takes place in this chapter God had to come again and tell him hey i will give you a son i am going to make a covenant with you again or again the same covenant sorry but what you need to do is serve me faithfully and live a blameless life simple you see things delaying in your life it's okay What you need to do is serve God faithfully. And because Abraham did it, 
now god had intervened in changing his name you know god was just teaching me he knew his identity abraham knew his identity but there was enhancement in the understanding of the identity so abraham abraham is now called abraham and god blesses him saying that i will make you extremely fruitful because you were faithful because you led a blameless life and so if you go to verse 15 sarah's name also is changed to sarah did god speak to abraham separately and sarah separately no for all the couples in the house sometimes you know we have this feeling oh god only talks to my husband or the husbands would have the feeling oh god only talks to my wife but you know what we need to understand is we are one we are one and god sees us as one the moment you are in the covenant of marriage you become one so now Sarah's name is changed by the Lord and this is conveyed to whom to Abraham so God says this to Abraham yeah and then God said to Abraham regarding Sarah your wife her name will no longer be Sarai from now her name will be Sarah and I will bless her and give you a son from her yes I will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations kings of nations will be among her descendants now tell me wasn't abraham a father already can you can you see how god is doing a deep work into abraham you know everyone can be you know a father a biological father the moment you step into that assignment but for you to take that place to be a father of nations there is a lot of sacrifice there is a lot of battles there is a lot of you know faith that you need to hold on to and that's what happened with abraham he had to wait how many years 100 years to see his son and we are here in this generation we'll be so discouraged disappointed waiting for 2 years and you don't see your girl you don't find your husband we are disappointed we try pursuing wrong people you know uh, god was just talking this to me and i really want to tell all the singles in the house don't be deceived and don't get into wrong relationships you know it's only going to delay your process guys rather you do what god has called you for you wait you wait and you see what would happen So yeah so God says in verse 
and i will bless her and give you a son from her yes i will bless her richly and she will become the mother of many nations kings of nations will be among her descendants was 17 then abraham bowed down to the ground but he laughed to himself in disbelief how could i become a father at the age of 100 he thought and how can sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old so abraham said to god may ishmael live under your special blessing so god was showing me the the falsehood the misunderstanding that all of us do you know in our life just like how abraham did so he thought god is talking about ishmael but there was something that was coming to him god was still working on that and he immediately says lord yes may ishmael live under your special blessing and god did honor that you know god did bless ishmael but god had to reply back and remind him no sarah your wife will give birth to a son for you you will name him isaac and i will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant you know god actually dropped a bomb at this place was isaac alive when god called him by name or just release the word no no god is putting this isaac in place as he releases the name i don't know how to you know explain you see when god had to come back and you know tell abraham that this is not i'm not talking about ishmael but i'm talking about isaac but when god mentioned that name sarah wasn't conceived there was a word there was that name that was released ahead of time even before that could manifest you know don't take the words that god gives you in this season very lightly okay it depends upon your receptiveness to the word that god brings to you it could be the prophecy it could be the word spoken to you in your personal prayer time can you just believe that it is done but you know in the story abraham and sarah doesn't believe because of their physical you know factors but god released the word and when god did this abraham was 99 years old and sarah was 89 years old so both of them laugh you know how is it possible lord but anyway they had to because god is talking sometimes you just had to be quiet right and that's what abraham did so he will become the father so this is about ishmael who was 21 god says but my covenant will be confirmed with isaac who will be born to you and sarah about this time next year when when abraham is 100 years old 
he's celebrating the birth of his son from the time if if you just you know check the duration from the time god has released the word isaac and to the time they had the baby is exactly one year gap i i, I don't know if you're getting it all all i'm saying is that don't take the words of god lightly don't take it for granted every word has its fruit it depends upon how you receive it how you you know secure it how you going to lead it was was 21 sorry genesis chapter 21 the lord kept his word and did for sarah exactly what he had promised she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for abraham in his old age and this happened just the time god had said it would see all i want you guys to know today you know all the all, all, all this time what i was trying to tell you is god wants to remind you of the covenants that he has made with you if you had forgotten it if you had degraded yourself if you have you know put yourself into unnecessary trouble god wants to remind you of his covenant with you whatever it is you remember if you had forgot forgotten ask the holy spirit to remind you today and it's going to happen just at the time that god wants it to be happening come on you need to receive this church you know our conversations matters who are you conversing with are you going to sit and believe everything the enemy is trying to put in your mind blaming the god god said sometimes you know it's so easy to get into this zone of god asked me to do this even without hearing just for the sake of it but you don't realize that it is the enemy who's speaking that into your mind let's go to john chapter 4 and and let's and let's see this particular incident when jesus meets the samaritan woman okay now we saw how one conversation with the enemy can degrade you can put you can set back certain things in your life and now let's see what happens when you converse with god yeah so jesus knew can we read it together chapter 1 jesus knew the pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than john though jesus himself didn't baptize them his disciples did so he left judah judea and returned to galilee he had to go through samaria on the way eventually he came to the samaritan village of sychar near the field that jacob gave to his son joseph 
Jacob's well was there and Jesus was tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Verse 7, Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. See, I want you to compare the way the serpent spoke to Eve and how Jesus speaks to this woman. Now Jesus says, please give me a drink. Do you see kindness in this sentence? Do you see compassion in this sentence? Do you see love in this sentence? But God was, you know, putting this in my mind. If at all there was a serpent that was, you know, sitting beside the well, you know what the serpent would have asked? Or I'm, I'm trying to say the Satan, yeah? The enemy. He might have asked the Samaritan, do you really think that the one that you're living with is the husband of yours? Probably you will get a better husband. Did Jesus know what the Samaritan woman was going through? You will see that further. Jesus has the conversation with her and he starts prophesying about what she's going through. But, you, you, but you'll see that never a time God would condemn her. Never a time. The whole of this, let's read it together and see how you know, the conversation builds. Verse 8, he was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Now what I understand is, there's this direct conversation. You know, there are two types of speeches in English. Direct and indirect. So if you want to ask something, you can ask directly. If you want to say something, you can say directly. Or you can also, you know, do indirect speeches. Professor, you'll see how God is trying to tell her things so directly, so vulnerably. So this, that's the difference between the God and the enemy's voice. When God speaks to you, he is vulnerable in whatever he wants to tell you. But the enemy is a manipulator. He's a manipulator. Our church in this season and forevermore should learn and should know to discern the voice of God. To discern. We need to discern. You discern the voice of God, you will be upgraded, church. If you fail, you'll be degraded. We discern 
and we'll not be deceived. Come on, can you look at your neighbor and say, we will discern and we will not be deceived. Come on, is it ministering you? Verse 11, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? And God takes time to explain. Yeah? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Verse 15. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Verse 16. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. Do you see how he is communicating? He's not condemning. Hey, I know that you don't have a husband. You know, this is how the enemy comes to us. You know, he, he puts that hurt in you and tries to extract things. But, but God doesn't. He says, go get your husband. And then she says, no, I don't have a husband. And then he starts prophesying. And that you'll see in, uh, in, the, in the coming verse, verse 17. I don't, Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Do you see the progression when you meet Jesus. See, when, when this lady met Jesus, he was a stranger, right? But the words that was released to this lady was words of kindness, words of compassion, words of love. And then the conversation begins. And then they get to a place of, you know, getting deeper understanding of who this lady was and what is she doing, and what she's not supposed to do. This is how, this is how godly conversation builds up, builds us up, church. See, if you had seen people in your life who cannot walk with you, who can just speak and throw, uh, you know, a seed that attacks your mind and walks away, probably you're in a wrong direction. But if you found that one man, that one woman who can build you, who can construct you, who can walk with you, who can guide you, who can teach you, I'm telling you, you're upgrading. And we are an upgrading church. And you know what happens is that, now this lady understood that this is Jesus, the Messiah. And she goes and brings the people from her town, brings soul back to the town, sorry, back to Jesus. 
I want to ask you this question. Whose voice are you willing to hear? Who do you want to have conversation with? If your conversations are with people or are with you know yourself that's not constricting you that is pulling you back that's hurting you you know i think it's time for you to let go of certain association let go of certain thoughts and rather build your conversation conversation with jesus this morning see it's not that you will only get to know what's going to happen in your future right because you will adapt you will reflect what he is now after knowing jesus you reflect jesus you go to people your words would be kind you would show love because there was love that was shown to you see it's very easy like i've told to get influenced by the atmosphere that we live in right take a moment think about the atmosphere that you are in are you sitting and believing in the manipulations that are made over your life or are you willing to you know switch to the atmosphere where you want to sit and have one on one conversation with god delays are good sometimes church all the singles in the church is it okay is it okay i just i was just let to ask you right i'm not putting you on the spot it's okay but can you ask god to have that communication that one on one communication with you this morning we will not be degraded we will not be degraded we are a chosen generation we will not let the enemy deceive our minds Thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with him. Have a great week and shalom.